You're listening to the Deals Activist Investing Today podcast, and this is Ron Oral, your host. And I am pleased today to have with me as my guest, the Deals Technology Communications and Media Senior Reporter, Chris Nolter, who will be discussing what looks to be a new campaign emerging in Japan at Sony by U.S. activist fund manager Dan Loeb and his third point fund. So thanks for coming on, Chris. Happy to talk today, Ron. All right, so let's get down to this. As if this if this uh, campaign actually emerges, this is a report by Reuters speculating the third point uh, as a uh, campaign at Sony coming up. This would definitely not be third point's first foray in Japan or at Sony. The fund had a successful campaign in 2016 at Japan 7i Holdings, which is the parent company of 7-Eleven convenience stores. And that effort ultimately led to removal of the Tokyo-based company's CEO. And Loeb uh, publicly criticized the company for letting nepotism determine its next CEO. So that was a quite successful effort for him. Then in 2013, Loeb called for the breakup of Sony or Sony to spin off or break off its entertainment business, among other considerations. No breakup happened. And so I guess I wanted to turn that over to Chris and uh, see if you could chat, t- talk a little bit about... Um, uh, you know, what's the difference now uh, versus f- five, six years ago when Dan Loeb first uh, tried to get S- Sony to spin off its entertainment assets? And today, maybe you could talk a little about, you know, we saw this uh, bidding war for 21st Century Fox. Um, I don't know if there's some uh, new development. It seems like there's a lot of new developments in streaming. Uh, what do you think? Do you think there could be more interest, just broadly speaking, in, 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 in Sony's entertainment assets? Yeah, you know, Ron, I do. Let's uh, look at a few points here. One is, uh, you know, Sony owns a, uh, a major Hollywood studio, and there there just are not that many of them. So they've always been been valuable. Sony bought Columbia Pictures uh, back in 1989 for 3.4 billion. Um, you know, the others are Walt Disney and Fox, which are now one. You know, AT and T owns Warner Brothers. Um, Comcast, which which also did for Fox, owns Universal. Viacom owns Paramount. Uh, then you've got uh, companies like MGM, which is private and smaller. And you know, Lionsgate is looked at as kind of a mini major. And you know, you you mentioned the bidding war for Fox, and and that really does illustrate, you know, how great the demand is, uh, and for these assets. You know, um, Disney originally agreed to buy it for fifty-two point four billion, and uh, after the bidding war, the, the price went up to seventy-one point three billion. And I think that a lot of these companies really have to look at, at Netflix's global expansion and, and figure out how they want to compete with Netflix. Um, Disney is launching its, uh, its, uh, a new streaming, uh, video product, uh, and it, it clearly benefits from having Fox's, um, even though uh, Fox's content, even though Disney has, um, you know, the, the, the Disney, all the Disney content, um, it's, it's got Lucas and Star Wars, um, all the properties it has, it felt it needed more. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, clearly there, you know, with, with Netflix pushing, starting this arms race, that only drives up the value of these, these studios. That definitely may be something that uh, Dan Loeb and Third Point are thinking about. But, uh, I mean, do you think that it's possible that even uh, Netflix, I mean, there was some speculation that Netflix or Amazon uh, could be interested in buying uh, uh, the, 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 the Sony entertainment assets. Um, you know, do you think that that would be possible? 
Well, you know, I think that certainly that certainly could be. Um, although, you know, they, they've had success just uh, greenlighting projects on their own and, and developing their own studios. Um, so they are possibilities, but, you know, I, I don't think the list ends there. You know, you, you've got a, a bunch of other companies that are, are facing this the same question of, you know, where do we get enough content to really, if, I, if I'm going to build a streaming platform, and, and there are so many out there, there you know, people have subscription fatigue from subscribing to so many of these things. You know, if I want to launch something, I've got to have a lot of content, a, a lot of film and TV to really make it appealing. You know, why is someone going to get me in addition to Netflix or in place of Netflix? And, and I, so I think there are a lot of companies out there that have to decide, you know, how they're going to do it. You know, we saw Comcast bidding for for uh for for fox even oh yeah that's though, right i forgot you know even though comcast has universal you know uh, uh, they may want more um you know cbs is, is launching a streaming uh product um you, you've got a bunch of companies that are that have you know really interesting offerings and i think they need to decide do they want to be bigger do they want to have more do they want some kind of a platform you know you could say a- amc or discovery um and uh, so th- those are kind of uh, some of the other alternatives out there. All right. So, but the other, I guess the other big thing is that, you know, this may be part of the thesis for third point that they could, uh, you know, generate some alpha by driving Sony to divest that, that uh, uh, asset. But uh, um, I, you know, some reports have suggested that the Sony CEO, uh, Kenshiro Yoshida sees movies, music, as a key part to having stable revenue growth. Uh, he kind of uh, had made some issues with other parts of the Sony business, TV sets, susceptible to price competition. So uh, so some analysts have said that they really don't think that he'd be interested in, in divesting, although he is a, a new CEO. Although, as you mentioned, uh, Chris, in a conversation we had before, uh, that uh, he was like, he was the CFO before, so he was kind of came in in 2014. You know, there's, uh, you know, some of the, uh, I was speaking to some uh, bankers at Lazard who were suggesting that, uh, you know, this is a new person for Dan Loeb to talk to, that he was rebuffed by the previous CEO. But I'm just, uh, I guess, really wondering whether this guy would be, you know, an, a, an amenable party that he could press to, to drive, uh, drive them to sell these assets. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you know, uh, another option is, uh, what if they merge with someone or set up a JV with someone, mm-hmm. you know, just recently, now, now this is a much, much smaller scale deal, but, um, Sony recently announced a, uh, a, an advertising video on demand joint venture with a company called chicken soup, for the soul and uh, which we know from the self-help books, but oh, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> they, they've, be, they've become a player in this ad supported video on demand, um, which is a free service online, free streaming. Um, so, you know, I think that there, there could be partners for, for Sony. Um, you know, MGM, I think, is in a really interesting position. You know, they went bankrupt in 2010, and, and they emerged with uh, with hedge funds, such as Anchorage Advisors and, and Highland Capital, mm-hmm. um, owning their equity. Carl Icahn was in that group, and Carl Icahn had pressed MGM for MGM to, uh, to merge with um, – 
with Lionsgate. So right. these 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 hedge funds have been in there for a while. Uh, you know, maybe they would look to exit. I, I think that the, you know some of the companies that that we discussed um, earlier in the podcast, CBS, you know, is is likely to merge with with Viacom. But there could be a, a company out there that could be a merger partner for Sony. And then Viacom, there was some pressure. I remember that they were under pressure to have some joint venture for their Paramount Studios. I remember by a few activist funds, Mirabelli uh, comes to mind a while ago. I don't know if anything came. Of, I don't think anything came of that, but uh, it's definitely an interesting idea. This joint venture, the suggestion that you're bringing up. Um, okay, so uh, you know maybe that's a way you could get the Sony management on board with uh, some sort of strategic M and A action that could help uh, generate some alpha for third point. Um, I wanted to bring up a few other points that, uh, um, uh, that are in play. Uh, like I mentioned a bit, a little bit ago, there was some, uh, experts at Lazard, uh, the investment bank that I spoke with about this, um, third point situation. And, uh, they, they brought up a, a bunch of interesting points. They note that, uh, third point has a good relationship with Japan's government stock exchange and other investors, which can only help. And clearly he's kind of developed the relationship there with his previous campaigns at Japanese companies. So like I mentioned, the Seven Eleven owner at the beginning. And then, um, Japan in 2017 approved legislation to allow for certain types of tax-free spinoffs, which I'm not a tax expert, but that definitely sounds like something that could be helpful if uh, Dan Loeb wants to press ahead with an effort to have Sony divest there and, or sell that uh, uh, spinoff and then maybe sell that, um, that uh, uh, the entertainment assets. And then finally, corporate governance changes are uh, there's a big, big difference between 2013 and 2019 in terms of Japan's corporate governance. In 2015, they, they, uh, they, Japan introduced its own corporate governance stewardship code, and uh, uh, lots of Western investors, such as the uh, CalPERS, the California Public Employee Retirement System, have been in Japan engaging with companies. I spoke to Ann Simpson at CalPERS a little bit ago. She travels there, trying to get more independent directors on boards, um, and I'm not saying that Cal. Shoppers will, you know, Adamet will support third points efforts there, but uh, there's, you know, there's an effort to get more independent directors on board. So um, that could be a positive for anything that Dan Loeb third point tries to accomplish over there. So it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. And with that, I'd like to thank uh, Chris Nolter, who again, he's the, uh, the deals technology communications and media senior reporter. And uh, thank you very much for taking a little time to speak with us. Glad to be here, Ron. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. You'll be listening to the Deals Activist Investing Podcast with Ron Orl.